Palm trees or something that they, they used in the manufacture of their But and it was along the shore and just there over the shore after you come in from the sea and over that palm grove it was a little valley and down in, in between those two whatnot was a small airstrip. And you could see they'd come in there and ran probably just cups and things like that when they were there. So we were bivouacked just on the side of that thing up there on the top of another hill that was very near it. And it was one afternoon and it was dreary and rainy out and practically all of the drills and things like that that we normally went through when we went into a rest area, a bivouac area. We were just sitting around, the guys were just talking and writing letters and some reading or whatever and whatnot. And we kept hearing these planes flying around. It was very overcast. The visibility was practically nothing. You could look up and all you could see was just fog and all that. And of course, that's consistent with New Guinea because of all the rain we got. But we heard these planes coming up there. We're sitting there. <laughs> And uh, one of the guys that was with us was a radio operator. And I don't know who it was suggested to get on the radio operator and see if you can make a contact with the planes that are flying around. So he went on, it took him maybe five minutes before he broke through and picked up one of the aircraft. And he said, we're down below you and we keep hearing you flying around uh, up there. So we just wondered what was happening. And the guy said, glad you made your contact of John Paraphrase. He said, we can't land at Port Morgan. They're just drowned. They've just got more than they can handle. We can't land anywhere near up. And the only place we can go up, which was really, I guess, not secure at that time, was A-Day. Because that's where we ended up. That was our last mission in, in New Guinea, was the late A-Day area. So and the guy says, is there any place that we might land and they said well as we if we describe the location to them we're listening in the end everybody chiming in I get the word said we're at in a sort of a valley that's between us and there's a landing strip there that probably belongs to Palm Olive Company but there's palm trees and, 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 and trees of one sort or another that's right near the, the ocean front. But if you get over that, you can see that little airstrip. And right at the end of it is a, it's a small mountain area. And uh, so he said, hang with me. And pretty soon we hear them coming. And the guy got on the line. He said, identify the airstrip. And uh, said, is it you anything that you can do to put any kind of markers up there? And the guy said, yeah, we'll get every vehicle that we can get down there. We'll turn all the lights on, and you land between those lights. <laughs> oh, well. And five planes came in. And when they got over those things, they had to lift their landing gear, and everybody was belly flopping in there. Oh, really? And I, I, it was just such an amazing piece that I couldn't remember because two of them were fighter planes. I think they were P-47s, if I'm not mistaken. 
Mm. One was an A25, which was a light bomber. And the other one, I believe, was a C-38. And then the largest one was an A-25, which was another light bomber. Came in, and the last guy, and all these guys were stacked up. They're they on the landing strip. But they tried to keep it off to the side because everybody was knew, but following him, they were going to try to land on the same close. So those pilots, they maneuvered those planes into the side as much as they could. Yeah. Except the last guy, and he couldn't get any further than he did. So they, they were then communicating, the pilots that were on the ground. Last man in, and he said, I'll be right in the center coming in, and he just skipped over top of those palm trees, and he set that bomber down right on it, beat up, you just couldn't believe the condition of the airstrip that was in at that particular time. But when he got about halfway up, he was then about halfway distance to that little mountain that was up there. And when he got there, all of a sudden, he just revved those engines up, just full throttle. And he lifted the front end of that thing up. Mm -hmm. And when he lifted the front end of it up, it was still moving then. And of course, with the full throttle like that, he was dragging the plane. Mm -hmm. And it drug him right up on that mountainside and right on top of it, and he killed the engine. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. And the only guy that got hurt, and just as soon as they landed, we were all over the plane getting the people out. And usually just a pilot and a co-pilot. Right. With the B-38s, it was just a single pilot. And the only guy that got hurt was the one that got a little laceration across his forehead. Thank you. Everybody else came out. The first thing they wanted, though, was any kind of communication equipment, black boxes and things like that. They they stripped the planes of those. Amazing. But I, I was just.